A very warm welcome to Fly to Freedom, an eating disorder recovery podcast that aims to give hope and inspiration to others trapped in the dark prison of an eating disorder. To reach out and take steps to recover and fly to freedom and peace. I'm Julia Trahane, your host, an eating disorder recovery coach who is now living in freedom after 40 years of anorexia, orthorexia and exercise addiction. My mission is to give love and support to anyone who feels ready to start their recovery journey. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm very grateful to you for being here. Please like, follow and rate it to enable me to reach others who need help. Right, let's get on with today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Fly to Freedom. I wanted to talk about orthorexia today, following on from last week's episode with the incredible Catherine. Um, so orthorexia is, is not as widely known as some of the other eating disorders, but it does deserve our attention because it really can have a profound impact on our mental and physical health. And it's not actually about being health conscious or caring for your well-being, although it tends to quite often start out that way. But it's an obsession with eating perfectly or what we perceive as clean and healthy foods. If you can imagine a world where every meal, every snack, every morsel of food becomes a source of anxiety, orthorexia is like a constant battle with your own mind where you're trapped in the pursuit of dietary purity and the quest for wellness becomes like an unhealthy fixation. It is really important to understand though that orthorexia does often masquerade as a commitment to health and starts with really good intentions but can quickly spiral completely out of control. And you might find yourself avoiding social gatherings and turning down invitations to eat with friends or pushing yourself to exercise excessively, all in the name of staying on track with your strict diet and your commitment to your health. So looking at the exercise aspect of orthorexia is often intertwined with the obsessive focus on clean eating. And when we talk about orthorexia and exercise, it's important to recognize it's not just about staying active and healthy. It's about an unhealthy fixation on exercise with rigid rules and the constant need to burn calories. It can be a real compulsion and not something that you do for enjoyment or to maintain your overall health, even though you can quite often, and I know I did, convince yourself that it is all for your health. But it becomes a means to purge or compensate for any perceived dietary mistakes and you can feel super anxious and guilty or really restless if you miss a workout and you push your body to extreme, often ignoring signs of tiredness and injury. It's a relentless pursuit of food and exercise perfection and can lead to real physical and mental health issues. It can result in overuse injuries, muscle strains and even more severe health problems like hormonal imbalances and weakened immune systems. It perpetuates a cycle of obsession and self-criticism, contributing to a negative body image and further isolating people from social activities. 
So I'll share a bit about how my experience of orthorexia affected my life. And it kind of started from actually from my son being diagnosed with anaphylaxis to egg. And I started to make everything from scratch then so that we didn't accidentally feed him anything with egg in because it was a life-threatening allergy. And my intentions were really, I'm going to say pure, and that sounds like a terrible word when we're talking about orthorexia, but they were honourable. They were really good intentions. And so I started making all food from scratch and I've got quite an obsessive personality and very much did so then. And I was already very rigid with my food rules and had been living in an eating disorder for many years anyway. Um, but the orthorexia aspect came in with my son's allergy and it kind of developed and the fitness aspect started coming in as well. And I started going to the gym and there it's really promoted. And I was following like Fitspiration people on Instagram and started listening to lots of health podcasts and researching nutrition all the time. And I started trying to implement every new superfood that appeared and spent hours and hours on clean food preparation. And I, I had so much anxiety about if I had done enough, if I'd exercised enough, if I'd eaten clean enough. I even had things like instead of toast, I would have a slice of toasted celeriac and cauliflower rice instead of rice, which I really don't recommend. It is nasty and I'm never, ever going to eat that again. Thank goodness. And things like going for a meal with friends was a nightmare because I had to look at menus first and I often couldn't eat the food because it wasn't clean enough or I couldn't have stuff somebody else had cooked or prepared so I could only have salads and oh, often I just used to go and have a glass of water and watch the meat and say that it was because I was following like paleo or keto intermittent fasting and eliminating entire food groups I also started skipping meeting friends and stuff if I had to work out and I was stressed about going away and going on holiday because of missing training or not being able to have clean food. And I was also really, really terrified that my boys, my children would get sick if they ate processed food. So that was like a really big no in our house. They weren't allowed any of this food. I was so obsessed about it and living in constant fear and anxiety about what I put in my body and all these things saying you are what you eat. And I, I was just so scared all the time. And I used to train constantly, including when I was injured. I remember I tore a ligament in my ankle quite badly. And then I sort of let it heal a little bit and did upper body workouts, but I didn't let it heal enough. And I re-tore it before it was properly healed and ended up on crutches for quite some time. But I still went to the gym every day, still made sure I did all ab work and upper body work. I never allowed my body the time to rest because to me, that was just all part of the orthorexia. I had to train, I had to eat clean. Even when going on a holiday, I would choose my holidays for places that had a gym 
and do lots of walking on holiday and just eat salads. <clears throat> and I would even choose flight time so that I could get to my local gym first. And I used to spend insane amounts of money on like magical supplements that promised exceptional health. And I think a lot of the time I truly convinced myself that I was this incredibly healthy person who did all this clean eating and making everything from scratch and all this exercise purely for my health. And I disregarded the extreme levels of anxiety I had over everything. And anxiety is a really significant component of orthorexia. And the constant pursuit of this dietary perfection has a profound effect on both physical and mental health. So let's have a look at how anxiety related to orthorexia impacts us. Let's look at the physical health effects and the mental health effects. So with the physical health effects, you can get nutrient deficiencies because the rigid restrictions that are associated with orthorexia can lead to nutrient deficiencies. Anxiety about eating clean can result in avoiding entire food groups as it did for me, which can deprive the body of essential vitamins and minerals. And then you end up spending a fortune on these supposedly magical supplements. Of course, there's physical stress with the body. The constant state of anxiety and obsession puts your body under significant stress. The chemicals from the, the cortisol and the other stress hormones can lead to hormonal imbalances, weakened immune function and disruptions in sleep patterns, all of which can make you more anxious and give you more physical health problems. Digestive issues. I actually thought I had IBS for years because the anxiety and stress can affect your digestion and lead to very common IBS symptoms like bloating, abdominal discomfort, irregular bowel movements. And it can also interfere with nutrient absorption, which worsens the nutrient deficiencies. And anxiety can also affect your energy levels and leave you feeling really fatigued, which makes it difficult to engage in physical activity and perform day-to-day -day tasks. And then the mental health effects. So the increased anxiety associated with orthorexia is a constant pervasive worry about food choices, which leads to heightened overall anxiety levels, which makes daily life a lot more challenging. And you can get real social isolation because I know I certainly used to avoid social gatherings and especially restaurants and other situations that involved food. And let's face it, a lot of situations, social situations do involve food, but they don't fit the strict criteria that you have when you're suffering from orthorexia. And this isolation can make feelings of anxiety and depression even worse, which also leads to negative body image. The anxiety about food can contribute to a negative body image because you're constantly striving for this unattainable ideal. And you're always left with dissatisfied with your body because that perfect, that I'll be happy when, that striving for what you're trying to reach doesn't exist. The perfection doesn't exist. There is no such thing as a perfect body or a perfect person. Humans are imperfect. We get loads of obsessive thoughts 
about food, calories, meal planning. Your head is constantly full and calculating what you can, what you can't have, how much you've had. And these thoughts are really intrusive and disruptive and make it really difficult to focus on other aspects of life. And they lead to loads of guilt and shame because if you don't manage to do all the stuff that you feel you have to do, and there's so much that you're bound to not reach everything, and then you feel like you've failed, which creates a real horrible cycle of negative emotions that increases the anxiety again. And you just generally have a really reduced quality of life. Orthorexia can really impact your quality of life. The constant anxiety and preoccupation with food overshadows all other aspects of life, leading to a diminished sense of well-being. I might sneeze. Ah, I hate that. Sorry. Okay, hopefully it's not going to arrive. Okay, it's really important to emphasize that orthorexia is a mental health condition and the anxiety it generates can be debilitating. So it's really important to get professional help, such as a coach or a therapist, especially one that specializes in eating disorders, which can help you address all the underlying anxieties and develop a healthier relationship with food in your body. Recovery from orthorexia is possible, and it often involves not only addressing the physical and mental health consequences, but also bringing in self-compassion and self-acceptance. It's really important, essential actually, to prioritize your well-being, both physically and mentally, on the path to healing. So when I decided to do this episode, I put a little reel out on Instagram asking people if they had any questions about this. And I've got a few questions, which I'm going to speak to now. So I've got a question from the lovely Jen, who said, so how do you know if you're struggling with orthorexia or if you're just being health conscious? And I completely get that because I, I did convince myself a lot of the time that I was just being really healthy but when you look at it the lines can sometimes be blurred and distinguishing being between being health conscious or having orthorexia is challenging because it does exist on the spectrum but there are some key factors to look at so flexibility versus rigidity when you're health conscious, that often involves making informed choices about your diet and lifestyle, but you can maintain flexibility and adapt to different situations. And you can enjoy treats and make adjustments as needed. Not like when I said about going on a holiday and having to make sure there was a gym and make sure my flights were after I'd been to the gym and that there was clean food to eat. That's not flexible, that's really rigid. And orthorexia is characterized by rigid, inflexible rules about what you can and cannot eat. And if you deviate from the rules, that leads to significant distress and feelings of failure. So that's flexibility versus rigidity. Emotional response. Health, health conscious people can feel satisfied and nourished by their choices but they don't experience guilt and anxiety when they indulge occasionally. Whereas if you're struggling with orthorexia, you can have really intense emotional responses, such as guilt, shame, or anxiety when you eat something you consider unhealthy or against your strict dietary rules. 
social interactions. Health conscious people can comfortably participate in social gatherings that involve different food choices and enjoy the experience. Whereas orthorexia often leads to social isolation as people avoid events and situations that disrupt, disrupt their regime or involve foods that are off limits. So also an overall quality of life. A health conscious lifestyle enhances overall well-being and quality of life. It promotes physical and mental health without becoming a dominant or restrictive force. Whereas orthorexia can have a negative impact on your life and on your relationships and on your emotional well-being, which leads to a diminished overall quality of life. Being health conscious does allow for a range of dietary choices and a flexibility in these choices based on individual preferences and needs. It doesn't involve eliminating entire food groups without medical necessity, whereas orthorexia often does involve strict elimination of food groups or categories, even when there's no valid medical reason to do so. And then if you look at the balance a health conscious person understands the importance of balance and moderation in their diet and their lifestyle and that health is not just about what you eat. Because if you eat like donuts all the time, that's not going to be healthy for you because that's just one single food and doesn't have a balance. But the same could also be said for carrots. Any one thing or any really narrow type of food choice is going to be unhealthy. So a balance of all sorts of things that feed you physically and emotionally and mentally. But orthorexia tends to be really characterized by an all or nothing approach where foods are categorized as good and bad, which leads to a really unbalanced relationship with food. So if you find that your approach to food and health closely aligns with the characteristics of being health conscious and you can comfortably adapt to different situations without feelings of guilt and anxiety, you are very likely on the health conscious end of the spectrum. However, if you notice that your relationship with food is becoming increasingly rigid and leads to emotional distress, social isolation or a diminished quality of life, it may be a sign that you are struggling with orthorexia. And in such cases, getting some professional help from a coach or a therapist with experience and expertise in eating disorders can provide valuable guidance and support. So recovering from orthorexia or any eating disorder is challenging but entirely achievable. And kindness and self-compassion are powerful tools on this path to recovery. And there are steps that someone can take on their journey. Seek professional help would be one of the most strongest things I would suggest. Reach out to a coach like me or a therapist or a counsellor who specialises in eating disorders. And that bit's really important. And a qualified professional can provide guidance, support and strategies tailored to your specific needs and circumstances. Practicing mindfulness and staying in the now and not 
future tripping and spending hours worrying about what's going on in the future and what you need to do and what you don't need to do, but trying to become back to the now, which can help you become much more aware of your thoughts and emotions and behavior related to food and exercise. And having that awareness is everything because awareness literally is the first step towards healing. Because if you're not aware, you can't change things. Challenging your negative self-talk. Start to notice and challenge the negative and self-critical thoughts that often accompany orthorexia and replace them with kind and compassionate self-talk. Like you would talk to a friend, really. And when you're not achieving the perfection that you're aiming for, reminding yourself that you're a human being and humans are not perfect. And actually perfection doesn't exist. Set realistic goals. Set achievable realistic goals for yourself instead of striving for that perfection. Just look for progress and celebrate the small victories along the way. Try and enlist some support. Share your journey with friends and family who can provide additional support. Connecting with other people who have experienced orthorexia can also be really, really helpful. Practice self-care and self-compassion. So prioritizing self-care activities like hobbies, relaxation techniques, things that bring you joy and relaxation and regularly remind yourself that actually it's really okay to make mistakes because as I said before, we're human and humans make mistakes. We have setbacks. We have moments that we feel weaker and moments that we feel stronger. And self-compassion just involves accepting all these imperfections with kindness and understanding. And celebrate your progress, but not perfection, because recovery is not a linear journey. Setbacks are a normal part of progress, of the process. So celebrate the progress you make, no matter how small, and be patient. Educate yourself about orthorexia and eating disorders and mental health. Understanding the condition and its complexities can help you make informed decisions. Set boundaries with people or situations that trigger your orthorexic tendencies. Like I had to really clean up my Instagram feed and take all these fitspiration and people promoting intermittent fasting and the keto diet and all this clean eating and stuff. I had to stop myself from seeing all those things every day because they weren't helping me and they weren't making me feel good. So I cleaned up all my Instagram feed and limited my exposure to accounts and conversations that perpetuate the unrealistic health ideals. Stay committed to your healing journey. And remember, again, it's not about perfection. And recovery is a process that takes time, patience, and self-compassion. Be kind to yourself with the ups and downs of recovery and know that really is possible to have a healthy relationship with food in your body. And you deserve to live a life of well-being. And balance and self-compassion are at the forefront of that. So I got another question, which, well, I got two questions, which basically were asking the same thing from two lovely people called Grace and Gail, which basically was how can we deal with living with the counterculture the healthy or clean eating is pushed at us relentlessly. And how can we ignore it, especially when it's coming from media medics? 
which is a fantastic question because it's everywhere, isn't it? There's loads of podcasts, all these media doctors and staff telling us all these things and living in a culture that relentlessly pushes a specific kind of dietary health trend is really challenging. And it does sometimes seem like everyone, including the media and medical professionals, is promoting it as the only path to well-being. But remember, you have the autonomy to make your own choices that align with your own values and needs. So first of all, educate yourself because knowledge is power. And take the time to educate yourself about the various dietary approaches including their benefits and drawbacks, understand the science between the different eating patterns, which can help you make informed decisions. Don't just listen to one source of information, look at multiple sources. But the biggest thing that you can absolutely 100% trust all of the time and listen to is your own body. Pay attention to your body's signals and needs because everyone is different and what works for one person might not work for another. But trust your body's cues for hunger, fullness and overall well-being. If your body tells you you're tired, rest. If your body tells you that those cookies look amazing, have a cookie. Your body will literally guide you to what you need. Your body's incredible. Practice critical thinking. The information presented to you, you need to ask questions about the potential biases or financial interests behind the messages you encounter. Not everything that's promoted as healthy or clean is suitable for everyone. And remember that what you put in your mouth isn't going to hurt you anywhere near as much as the stress and anxiety that you get from worrying about it. So you can set boundaries with people and media outlets that constantly push particular agendas on you. Politely decline to engage in conversations that make you uncomfortable. Another really big one is connect with supportive communities. Find out social groups, Instagram pages and communities that align with your values and beliefs regarding food and health. And surrounding yourself with like-minded people can help you so much with validation and support. Self-compassion, again, always self-compassion. It's okay to make choices that are right for you, even if they go against prevailing cultural trends. Be kind to yourself and trust your own intuition. Obviously, have a coach, a therapist, dietitian who specializes in eating disorders and they can provide personalized guidance and support. Sort out your social media feed, like get rid of all the ones that really make you feel less than and make you feel like you have to follow this perfection because life isn't perfect at all. And encourage diversity in dietary conversations and challenge the idea that there is a one size fits all approach to health because we're all different. So how can there be a one size fits all approach? So the key really ultimately is to stay true to your own values and prioritize your physical and mental health above any and all external pressures. Because your well-being is a holistic journey 
that encompasses not just what you eat or how you move, but also how you think, feel and live. So trust yourself and make choices that align with your own unique needs and circumstances. So I have one more question, which was from, I hope I'm going to say this right, uh, asthma, um, which is my mum developed orthorexia after a diagnosis of leukemia. And now the whole family is heading in the same direction and obsessing about healthy food. How can I help them? Well, first of all, Asma, I'm so sorry to hear about your mum's diagnosis and how it has affected your family's relationship with food. And it's beautiful that you want to support your family's well-being, but also address the growing concerns about obsessive healthy eating. So first of all, try and have some really open communication. Start conversations with your family about your concerns regarding the obsessive focus on healthy eating. Remember to express your love and care for them and your desire to ensure everybody's well-being. Educate yourself. Get as much information as you can about orthorexia and its potential consequences and share this information with your family to help them understand the risks associated with extreme dietary restrictions. Encourage your mum and your family to consult with a professional team, coach, therapist, who specializes in cancer and nutrition. A registered dietitian or nutritionist experienced in oncology can help provide guidance on maintaining a balanced diet during her treatment. And balance is a really, really good approach. So encourage that and emphasize the importance of enjoying a variety of foods, including those that provide comfort and pleasure. And really emphasize that occasional indulgences are not only acceptable, but beneficial for emotional well-being. And you can also do this by leading by example and demonstrating a healthy and balanced approach to food and wellness in your own life and show that it's possible to enjoy nutritious meals and also have treats and maintain a flexible approach to eating. You could cook and share meals together, which promote a healthy, balanced relationship with food, preparing dishes that are both nutritious and delicious to enjoy as a family. Encourage supportive resources, suggest support groups or therapy for your mum to help her cope with the emotional aspects of her diagnosis and treatment. This can be a really safe space to share experience and concerns. If the obsession with healthy eating is causing significant distress within your family, consider setting some boundaries around discussions related to food and nutrition and redirect conversations towards positive or neutral topics. As family activities, try and engage in non-food related activities and hobbies to shift the focus away from food and create different bonding experiences. Encourage your family to remember that overall health is not just what we eat, but also our mental and emotional well-being, relationships and the quality of life. It's all part of a much bigger picture. Be patient and supportive. Changing attitudes and behaviours can take time. Be patient with your family members as they work towards a healthier relationship with food. Understand all this has come from fear, so offer your support and understanding. 
you could also consider counselling if the whole family's obsession with healthy eating continues to escalate and causes significant distress. Family counselling, coaching or therapy can be beneficial in addressing the underlying issues and improving your family dynamics. So your approach can prioritise understanding and empathy whilst gently guiding your family towards a more balanced perspective on food and health. It may take some time for your family to make changes, but your support and encouragement can make a significant difference in their journey towards a healthier relationship with food. So I hope that helps a bit. And I just wanted to say, as an eating disorder recovery coach, my role is to provide guidance, support and encouragement to you on your journey to recovery from orthorexia. And I can help you to recover. When I help my clients, we first of all establish a really strong and trusting relationship, creating a safe and non-judgmental space so you can open up about your struggles and fears. I take time to assess and understand each individual's history, behaviours, triggers and goals, and so can tailor a coaching approach to your actual unique needs. There's not a one size fits all. Creating awareness of all the behaviours and thoughts and patterns is crucial to change. So we work on this together and education about the signs, the symptoms and the consequences orthorexia can have. We set realistic goals that we work together to set and then celebrate every step, every piece of progress challenging all those negative beliefs and looking at them and seeing how true they really are. We use mindfulness and self-compassion, develop new coping strategies, accountability, emotional support, social support. Honestly, there is so much that coaching can help you with and I can help you with. So if you are struggling with orthorexia and you would like to start recovery, reach out, let's have a chat. We can work through this together. And thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope, it's, hope it helps you and helps empower you to take charge of your recovery journey and encourage you to be an active participant in your own healing process. Remember, recovery is absolutely possible I believe in you. I believe so much that anyone can recover with the right support. Sending you so much love and thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do remember to give me a follow and a five-star rating. This will enable me to reach more people that need help. If you would like to talk to me about how to work with me and you're ready to take the next step, just check out my website at juliatrahane.com. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful.